What's going on? I'm Vince Mancini from Uproxx and Film Drunk, and this is the Film Drunk Frogcast. We're coming at you now live from San Francisco. Sitting across from me, I got the coolest man in podcasting, L.A. Matt, Mr. Matt Lee. Oh, I'm the coolest man. Hi. Did yeah. you just say uh, Uproxx? Yeah. Are we? He peppered that in, yeah. I'm just explaining who I am, bro. I know. Matt Lieb from the Star Wars show and AJ Plus. And Chobani. And Chobani. And Chobani. And Mr. Joey Avery, the San Diego Hammer. That's fucking right. I just ate a burrito in like 30 seconds. It was pretty amazing. Thank you. You you crushed that fucking burrito, dude. Burrito, girl. Yeah, man. You crushed it so hard. That's what you crush. Uh, We got Matt Ufford coming on a little later. Um, we might talk some some movie. the NY Matt. We call him NY Matt. Right? NY Matt, yeah, NY Matt, NY Matt, NY Matt, NY Matt. Um, that's, dude, yeah, dude, United. I feel like that's the the elephant in the room. I feel we like the elephant in the room is why do you now say up rocks and film drunk? Did they force that on you? No, man. I'm just a goddamn <laughs> extra layer. I try to know? be a little more professional. And is that I get what it nothing is? But I think shit it's good for it. Yeah, I think I, it's but good. you could say I'm from Fox. If you, <laughs> I know, but it sounds like a sellout is a thing, and I feel like our, our. I just heard other podcasts where they explain who they are at the beginning, and I thought that's good. What their corporate so branding, much- dude? We're not corporate. All right, man, dude, we're indi- We're a fucking independent podcast. Ain't no one can touch us. We can say whatever we want. Fuck pussy lips, and no one can be like, "Oh, that's inappropriate." Well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop paying you the money that I haven't been paying <laughs> exactly, you all along. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but I, do, I will sell out United if you need to climb back into the good graces. I advertise I think, for them. I think the way to do it is to advertise on the broadcast. Actually, that's a great point. We do need the money, and I do like money more than I hate them beating up old Asian men. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, hey. I'm Vince Mancini from Uproxx and United. <laughs> <laughs> Fly in the not so friendly skies, you fucking. Bitch. I'll tell you this. I'll still fly United over like Spirit or Allegiant or one of the one. Sure. I believe in it as much as until it's the best flight deal and then I'm taking it. I know. It. I realize that too. I've noticed there's a weird trade off between like, I think it's ethical. I always feel like it's ethical to get the best deal. I'm like, I don't need to spend money. You know, I need to get the best deal. But then you realize usually like when you're getting cheap stuff, it's for a bad reason. Fucking Milton Freeman over here. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, the cheaper it is, the more moral it is. That's no, how it's... but it feels like the that. The invisible like... hand is dismissively yeah, like... The invisible hand talking. is jacking your cock well, off. I, I feel like I'm being more responsible, but then mm-hmm. I realize that there's probably a dark corner where it's not being more oh, yeah. responsible. Yeah that's, yeah, that's the problem. That's all of it. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an evenly lit corner, I would say. Yeah, yeah dude, it's anything that's lit, baby. Yeah, I'll you, say this. You just gotta go looking for that corner. <laughs> Most of the time, I face away from the corner so I don't feel bad, which is why I can have my iPhone, yeah. I can have my laptop, I <laughs> yeah. can have my blood diamonds. Right. I know for a fact that nothing bad ever happens because I never look at that corner. Yeah. Right. So this corner I love had an Asian guy getting dragged down the aisle. Yeah. Um, Aw. So a couple things. Fucking crazy. I feel like there's, there's craziness on both sides. One side... People are like, oh, dude, he should have just left quietly. That's uh, ridiculous. The weird corporate apologist. The, it's the, the weirdest the, impulse. The bootlickers, man. I don't I don't get it. I, I really don't understand Like it. someone's going to be shoving up, up against a wall and they're going to be like, well, actually, the Supreme Court is, is very clear on prior restraint. <laughs> right. Here's, here, here's where 
Here's you my... ain't well actualing your way out of out of the fucking. Uh, you're you're not well actualing the jackboot off your neck. Exactly. Right. So the only thing that I will agree with is he. There's no reason that he should have got up and left, but he <laughs> could have resisted just as I would have resisted, maybe without squealing. You know, <laughs> maybe just sit in the chair and be like, "You ain't taking me, bro." Like that's yeah. just a little bit better of a way to do that. But well, that's, that's but style. That's yeah, stylistic. that's a style choice. Yeah. I I believe I understand his style choice because mm-hmm. it came from the amygdala. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I pretty much do what the amygdala tells me to do pretty right. much at all times. Right. Just like something comes at me. <laughs> Like I know that's how I'm gonna die. I wouldn't. So <laughs> my I, last I like words people will are, be a squeal. People are Monday morning quarterbacking him. I'm, I'm, I'm like, first of all, if that was me, I definitely would have been like, Ugh. I would just walk down, mm-hmm. walk, walked away grumbling and written like a hundred mean tweets I hope about you it. You don't have Yelp. But then, right. yeah. so then the other get end, ready for a one star review, United, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel. United. Uh, yeah, I would have. Uh, I would have said some bullshit line like that. Left and been like, "I'm the asshole." I will never fly this airline again. Yeah, unless um, yeah. <laughs> cheap fares. On the other end of the spectrum, so there's the corporate jackboot lickers, which is weird. The people that like want to French kiss the police. That's such a also also weird. The fact that United can get the police to do that, they get the police to do their dirty work. Yeah, because they fucked up. Here's the thing. Yeah. Like yeah. you, they overbook flights, whatever. But they let the guy board, which you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they fucked up, and then they're like, "Well, it's our policy to make you get off at this point." So like, you fucked up your policy, so you right. can't fall back on policy once you've already broken your own rules. Everyone else in the world gets to be inconvenienced by bullshit airlines, uh, but their own employees can't be inconvenienced. I'm sorry, United. We deal with that shit all the time. Canceled flights, fucking overbooked flights. Now it's overbooked and your fucking staff can't get in. And now they can be like fucking United. They have to deal with it. Here's what happens, though, is... Every it's there's in a company that big there's so many levels of middle management that every yeah. person goes up the chain and the person who's not dealing with the situation on the ground goes look this is the policy you got to deal with it right. you know what to do call the cops and then the person below them goes okay well they said that's what yeah. I have to do meanwhile that person's well, sitting in an office because right. we've gotten corporations to out so we've outsourced our humanity to corporations because it makes it easier to uh, fall back on that well, because people they don't have to think about mm-hmm. people and they're yeah, but. Um, the other the other side is people being like, I can't believe the people on the plane just sat there while that was going on. Yeah, that's another it's like, motherfucker. I ain't getting shot over some eight hundred dollars. The the thing that make that mm-hmm. I do wonder about is why didn't anybody else in the plane step up and be like, Look, I'll take the voucher. Jesus right, Christ. Right. I mean, not one person willing to take an eight hundred dollar well, voucher when they're about to beat up an Asian man. That's the thing. I I don't think anyone uh, until the point at which I started beating up the Asian man thought that they were going to beat up the Asian man. I thought uh, I think most people. The, the guy. It seemed pretty clear they started filming. They knew some shit was when people are getting out their phones and they start filming. Do you start screaming, I film. Do you do you know? <laughs> I'll watch that. Do you know how many videos I have of me just waiting for shit to go down? <laughs> One hour long, two hour long videos of me going like, this seems like it's gonna end in bloodshed, <laughs> and then it never does. Kick his ass. Oh, this one time. <laughs> this one time. Um, 
I'm standing. Uh, I just come out of a movie down by Market Street, like at the really kind of sketchy part of uh-huh. Market. It was right by the Bart entrance. Yeah. And these two girls are just going at it, and one of them is really big, and she's beating the shit out of this other chick. Mm-hmm. And I was a little worried that she, like, they were by a railing. I was worried that she was gonna throw her over this railing, which had like a, you know seven eight foot drop onto yeah, the yeah, pavement yeah, yeah. i was like ah because look i'm down to watch a fight anytime i'm not i'm not, I'm not getting involved i'm a classic city resident yeah right? no yeah i'm not getting involved that's all the way over there yeah but then so i see the security guard and i kind of like i'm trying to draw his attention over there and and i get his, and i sort of get his attention and he sees it and he pulls out his phone and stops <laughs> filming. This guy will stop it. He whispers is, world star yes. under his breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he just started filming. Oh I was like, God. well, and then I caught my bus and left. Did you see, one of the most interesting things about this story, and I, I almost feel bad for bringing it up because mm-hmm. I think that this is almost the worst part about it, but yeah. did you see how people went and like dug up who he was oh and what God. he'd done in his past? What you, the fuck are you thinking as a journalist? I, I like how they, they yeah. tried to help ourselves. The entire we, journalist complex is like a jealous boyfriend who yeah. just like can't stop. It's like, we have to put the information as out As soon there. as the information, you know, it's because one person researches it and then they're like, oh, fuck. Because they're looking for the new angle because it's already out there. Right. I don't like even, the whole story was on Twitter before any any news coverage even, got to it. I don't even know if it's like, okay, there's two ways you go with it. One is they're looking for this new angle because they know they can get a bunch of clicks because fucking everybody clicked it as soon right. as like, ooh, the real truth about this quote-unquote nice Asian man is <laughs> yeah. that he committed a crime you know, 10 years part, ago. I opened that link up and uh-huh. I caught myself I in the reflection of my... No, I caught myself in the reflection of my computer with the most sinister <laughs> smile <laughs> because I was like... Holy shit, the mm-hmm. internet just out internet. Yeah, so, I clicked horrible. it and outrage shared. It was horrible. I, I like did everything wrong. You did it all and, wrong. And I am like media savvy to know enough to know better. Yeah. And I still did it. So then you ironically like, doxed him too. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Louisville Courier Journal and like their their explanation mm-hmm. was that oh well he was in a bunch of news he's like he was in the news a few years back and uh, that's relevant to our viewers because like they wanted to know if that was the same guy that they remembered from those news Bullshit. stories. And I was like, fuck you that So the other the other angle is that uh united got their fucking pr team to smear the shit out of this guy yeah. you think they were involved in that or well, do you think that was just i, I no, don't think they even need to do that that's the conspiracy anymore. that's the conspiracy but, but see here's the thing they don't this is why i don't believe in conspiracies because uh-huh. you don't need them you just yeah, have true. shitty dickheads there's a lot of dickheads and they don't have the freedom that. to type they have, there's a lot of people that want to well, actually. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of shitty journalists that are like, I'm going to find the new angle yeah, on why yeah. this guy is actually bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to hear the uh, CEO on, yeah. on Good Morning America, United? <laughs> no, <laughs> but do it. Duh. Oscar, this incident has sparked Oscar Munoz. around the world. There are calls this morning to boycott your brand. What, what did you think <laughs> when you saw that video of a man being dragged off of one of your planes? Hello, good morning, and thank you for having me. Um, Bitch, <laughs> you never asked that. <laughs> I like how they do the pleasant. That's probably something you learn in crisis management. Always start with the pleasantries. Right. Oh, thank you for having me, and I'd also like to give a shout-out to all the uh, yeah. little Lebowski the achievers out there. And uh, thank you for the water. It's uh, my favorite drink, <laughs> and uh, it's at the exact temperature, room temperature, which mm. I've always enjoyed. Um, and you're, you're, looking, you're looking very nice today, You're looking Denise, very if I, beautiful. If I do say so. Um, Have you done something with your hair? Uh, I, uh, before we start, can I show you a picture of my adopted Asian? 
new baby. Yeah, that I adopted. Yep, that's. Uh, I decided to save this baby from the uh, North Koreans. My my wife also Asian. I don't know if that gives you uh, extra diversity points anymore, but I just thought I'd mention it just in case it happened to be relevant. Anyways, what were we talking about? I'd also like to throw in that I've never sold pills for dick, which uh, not everyone can say. Not everyone can say that honestly. It's not so much what I thought; it's what I felt. Kill yourself. Do you really? The word ashamed comes to mind. You know, as I think about our business and our people, um, the first thing I think is important to say is to apologize to Dr. Dow, um, his family. Dr. Dow is a pretty badass name. Do you think he's related to the... To the Dow Jones Industrial Average? Kill yourself. (laughs) No, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say, do you think he's related to... The the Dow Steve? The Chinese woman who uh, got in the fight on the bus that Brett Brett is in the background of? That famous bus fight video? Wait a second. I know that video. Brett's in that video? Oh, we've discussed this before. I have problems remembering things. Me too. That, I need to watch. Brett's that. in the background of the video, like trying to read his book and trying not to, uh, <laughs> like the most, <laughs> the most San Francisco reaction and the most Brett reaction, yeah. all in the same video, where he's just sitting there trying to to not pay attention to the chick throwing karate kicks in front of him. That's so great. <laughs> um, I don't know. This guy, like, let's hear what else he has. Yeah, let's right. keep going. I mean, he really has nothing to do with what what happened. That's like, that is an interesting point, though. Like, everyone's like, "Oh, fuck this guy," and it's like he's just trying to run United. Like, yeah. there's this yeah. isn't something that he really deals with. Yeah, the statement kind of sucked, but I don't really know. Like, the ship's already sailed he's at that be point. A nerd, dude. He runs United. <laughs> but he's the guy who did the the original statement that about reaccommodation. Well, right? I'm not sure if he wrote it. I'm sure he didn't write it himself, but he approved it yeah right yeah. i mean it, it, all the same shit so i i was reading another thing from uh, a jet blue flight attendant and they they were saying um that uh so jet, like most airlines uh have policies that they, they have agreements with other airlines where if that shit happens they can send their flight attendants on a flight with another airline sure, sure. um but uh united is so terrible that they no, don't so do it. united did this thing where they like closed an entire office to save money um but they knew that um because jet blue allows other crew members let uh fly uh, standby mm-hmm. for free and jet blue doesn't overbook that they were basically taking advantage of like whenever a United flight was overbooked, yeah, going to uh, Miami where they clo- had closed down yeah. their office, they would just send them on JetBlue. They went they... straight parasitic yeah, on it. Yeah, exactly. they were like, oh, oh, you've got a, a honor policy. Well, guess what? We're gonna dishonor the shit out of it. Yeah, that's cute. Our customer. Someone needs to have an honor killing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Our employees. That is not who our family at united is bitch is he, you are not a family oh my god <laughs> do you think it'd be better if is he, he crying by the way i can't see the video he's got i mean but like it. there's really nothing he can do besides fake crocodile what do you at think that point. would you think it'd be better if he was like to be honest with you guys this is not something i deal with this is fucked up mm-hmm. we'll totally change that pause <laughs> yeah i think it'd be like here we're changing the policy also uh those people are fired uh yeah, yeah. change the policy those people are fired i understand you guys are mad this made me mad yeah. it's, it's, it's little, ridiculous it's amazing I'm, to I'm me firing like, myself the people that get fired are like the poor guys that made like the dongle joke and like yeah. and like yeah. justine sacco but people yeah. that actually uh but why do should he bad get fired sh- no i don't know about this he guy should, but let me tell you why he should get fired because the gate agents fucked up I feel like they must have gotten fired, right? 
I mean, I don't know. And dude. by the way, if there was no video, nothing would happen. But oh, of course. Yeah, no. There's right. no video. There's just a bunch of tweets. And what about right. the, uh, what about the cops having to? I don't know. I mean, I guess if you if you have a bar that's your property and you tell someone to leave and they don't, then you can call the cops and be like, get this person. Yeah, off but my no. Property. But but that's the the problem I have with 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 that is like uh, this situation is very clearly one in which at, at some point the cops should be like, hey, listen, uh, let me take you aside, flight attendants and service people. If you want me to do what you really want me to do here, which is to pull this man out you know, uh, forcefully, you're going to have the, a public uh, PR nightmare on your <laughs> right. head. Like, like yeah. and common sense totally. would say, this is going to be bad. This is an old ass man. This is an old ass Asian man. Like this, this is a guy who is going to be nothing. Everyone's going to be sympathetic to it. No one on this plane is going to be on our side. I mean, there is using your fucking head. Here's what I think we've been doing in this country for like a long time now Mm -hmm. is that uh, we have to come up with a, there's a bunch of people whose Mm -hmm. job it is to come up with policies and, and training manuals. Mm -hmm. And this is what the training says. And this is what you do in that situation. I think we've um, scripted everything uh, to the point where, where we can't just use common sense. Right, anymore. everyone's lost their humanity because you're like, actually, in section four of uh, this manual here, it says I can beat the shit out of yeah, you. Yeah, well, so. it's like it's like the difference between football and soccer. Like, if you watch uh-huh. football, like you know, you drop a play. Everybody's got a very specific job. It's mm-hmm. all very like uh, hierarchical, top mm-hmm. down. There's not a lot of room for the players to like make your own decision. Yeah, and improvise and, a little and, bit. Improvise and, and like we, we're. Could you compare it to basketball for uh, just for the sake of being a goddamn? American. <laughs> what do you well basketball? It's just more like jazz, you know, improvised, yes, free it flowing. Is. It is, it is. You Whereas, I mean? like other, uh, you know, like rugby and soccer, like you empower the players to use their common sense a lot mm-hmm. more. Uh, right. Whereas, like, like we, basketball. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> but I was trying to. Oh, for anyway. our international listeners, it's like uh, no. Rugby. I'm saying I don't think this is, happens as much or European soccer in other countries. I think this is like a very uh, American thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Or it's like, well, you, my policy says that you need to get off the plane, so you have to get off the plane. Right. It says, and on you're this, like, well, but what about these ten other ways that you could improvise the situation mm-hmm. to? And the cops, they come in there, and they're not really trained in crisis management or 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 common sense. It, it's crazy like, that, that like, yeah. they're, they're they're really good at dragging people out of places yeah. because that's like yeah that's kind that's of what we train them to do yeah do you think that doesn't happen in other countries though or maybe we just don't hear about it i mean obviously yeah. i think it's gonna happen it in the country as much it's gonna happen in the country with the biggest companies because the lo- longer the chain of command i think the more you're gonna run into that but i really don't know how company i mean in, I mean, police... in japan people just listen to authority no matter what. right 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 <laughs> you know? i mean there's there's yeah. there's you're right there's a difference there and then there's also like some countries are have much more militant police forces in some countries uh i just think if you call customer but, service for other like in mm-hmm. other places like if you call i remember ha- having to call i think it was like swiss air or uh-huh. uh, or lufthansa or something and it was very like clipped and and german but like they mm-hmm. actually did their jobs like they're like oh like they didn't do the bullshit that companies here have trained to do where the where they start with five minutes of Gee, sir, uh, uh, I'm very uh, sorry, I'm to, very hear sorry to hear that. Like, I know how frustrating it can be to get dragged <laughs> off a plane. Uh, <laughs> instead of like fixing the problem, they're they're doing they're doing crisis management before they've even gotten to the part where they right. try to 
correct the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one knows how to... Maybe we're all just spectrum. Maybe that's like most of the country is spectrum. We just don't know it. Because it seems to me common sense to be like, I'm not going to drag this fucking old ass man off this plane. Yeah. Like he's... I mean, I saw the video today of him before he got dragged off because there was kind of this claim going around like, oh, he was causing a ruckus. He's literally just on the phone. He's going, I'm going to call my lawyer. I'm going to call my lawyer. Uh, I need, I have patience. I have to go see. I can't leave. Yeah. Um, he's like, I've already gotten delayed a bunch of times. Right, exactly. He's not, he's not like, you know, he's not fucking throwing right. up his hands and jacking his dick <laughs> off on people and doing karate moves. <laughs> like As one does. As one does when you're a 68 year old Asian man. Or, uh-huh. um, 69. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, so it's clear to me that like, no one's going to be on the side of drag this motherfucker off the plane. And right. so when I saw it, I was just like, uh, this this seems completely inexcusable. And it's kind of seems to be, uh, uh, there's for the most part, people agree with that. There's just the occasional like self-hating fucking person who's just like, um, actually, you should probably just do what you're told. First Amendment doesn't apply on airplanes. It's private property. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's actually uh, international waters rules. So uh, <laughs> they have you, to go to a bus. Did you man. get to why you think that the CEO should be fired? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you why CEO yeah. should be fired. Um, because fuck them, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> fuck, like I just just fuck them. Here's the thing, I just did my income taxes mm-hmm. for uh, 2016. Uh-huh. I saved 70 percent of my income, 70 percent. Okay. Granted, I've been living at my parents' house for a few months. Yeah, that but, helps. But my point being, that CEO, he he good, dude. He good. <laughs> and also, that shit happens on his watch. And also. Fuck that statement. When he put that statement out, and I know he didn't write it himself, but that statement to me just is like, you're, you're, you, did you not watch the video? Do, <laughs> right. you, do you clearly, it's like, and there could be a thousand reasons where it's like, well, they don't want to admit guilt and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but dude, you know, th- like, you gotta fucking do better than that. And if I'm like a board, if I'm on the board of United, right. I'm going, we, we gotta get this guy fucking out. Yeah, here. that does make sense because he responded. The whole issue that happened and mm-hmm. what we've been talking about is an issue because it was not dealt with with a personal touch. It yeah. was dealt with with like a cold corporate. corporate this is how exactly. it goes. And their then response from learning mm-hmm. how people react to the video was yeah. to do the most classic cold corporate statement possible. And, and United been fucking up forever, dude. Right. United is one of the worst goddamn airlines. It's is like it? I feel oh, like they all suck. It's not as bad as Spirit. Okay, Spirit is bad, but I'm talking about like United. I'm talking about the big four or whatever. You got, what is it? It's uh, United, American Airlines, Delta, and Alaskan. Those are the big four airlines. It's I not had good experiences like, with American for the uh, most part, I will say. Um, is it crazy that Alaskan's a top four? I, was, I just made that okay, up. Well, they, merged, <laughs> no, they, merged with, uh, they merged with Virgin. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn. Merging with Virgin. But like, I, I never, <laughs> nice, I, nice, bro. I, I, I've never had good experience is uh with with united um and more so i i mean delta also is bad it's kind of you're just rolling the dice they're they're all good and, and bad like they're all gonna have a fucking bad day yeah but i then, know but but, but then any, there's the one, there's chance. ones that are designed to be bad which is like spirit and allegiant where they like right make you pay for the or frontier yeah uh yeah yeah my, so my girlfriend had an experience where she had like a purse and like a carry-on uh-huh and she got to the the gate at Spirit, and they're like, "Oh, um, we don't 
do personal item and carry on. You actually have to pay for the carry on, and and it costs like if you pay for it ahead of time, it's like twenty five bucks. Uh-huh. But if you get to the gate, it's like a hundred. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and they make you pay to print out uh, your uh, your your boarding pass. Wow. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. Any chance that you have as a person to exercise your ability to get someone in upper management or in the uh, executive suite of an airline fired, jump on that chance. <laughs> jump yeah. on it. Because yeah. these motherfuckers are sitting in their ivory flight control towers <laughs> and and they're just fucking like just they're just laughing at us. We have to fly. There's, no, there's nothing else we can do. They can do whatever the fuck they want. It's a fucking corporate scheme. All these motherfuckers. I like when the old, the older generation is like, why don't people dress up to fly anymore? It's like, um because sucks. you go, you have to take your shoes yeah. off, you have to yeah. take your belt off, mm-hmm. you go sit in a cramped seat every next to airline, smoke. Yeah, every airline at this point is wearing sweatpants. So <laughs> I'm going to do Can you, if I could be naked with my balls hanging out just to spite them, I'd do it. Can yeah. you imagine living in a world where you could get on an airplane and everybody could just light up cigarettes? Was that a thing at some oh, point? Yeah, That's yeah, so yeah. insane. I love it when you You're when in like the, this this unventilated tube flying mm-hmm. like yeah. forty thousand feet in the fire. sky. I don't and remember like, why not? Just smoke up, man. I remember in the 90s, like, uh, taking uh, airplanes that still had the ashtrays on them. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, no what way. Is, yeah, what is this for? <laughs> I feel like it would have been so cool to live in a time. Oh, Sorry, I got I to gotta get mad on the phone because okay. I told him. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Did he just hang up on you? Cool, then I can make my point real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like it would have been so cool to live in the time before we knew cigarettes gave you cancer. Because oh, granted, yes. you would end that time with cancer. Right. But for a long time, you're just smoking with no consequence. Yeah. And you just can smoke all day. I wake up and fucking smoke. Yeah. It I just, just feels be cool like common sense that, it, that it's probably not good for you. You're like, ah, I'm bringing, putting smoke. Like, fuck you, common you sense. Smoke yeah. is cool as shit. And nobody, and you, dude, doctors would prescribe it. They'd it be looks like, cool. It feels cool. Yeah. It does not feel cool. You know when you've smoked a cigarette the night before, you feel like shit. The no, next unless day. you are a smoker, then you never feel like shit unless you don't have a cigarette and right. heroin together. <laughs> it makes heroin feel better. Matt Alford. <laughs> Hello, guys. How you doing? Hi. Uh, not smoking, just as usual, you know. That's good. We're just talking about United, obviously, because you know we're tools, and we we have to talk about the obvious issues of the week. It's what's in it's it's what's in the news. There's no way to like. There's there's no way to even do a good alternate take on it. You <laughs> no. know, like the people, like the I like the only way to even kind of take a different approach is to be like a corporate bootlicker. Yeah. We're That's like, exactly Ooh, how Vince started how the conversation. That is exactly what Vince said. He even said the exact same. I was like, they're bootlickers, man. They're, it's like the well-actually brigade. That's the thing that I hate most is when you when you like need to vent about some shitty thing that happened to you on Twitter, and mm-hmm. then and then you get at least five comments being like, here's, um, yeah. here's why you actually did the thing wrong. Right, yeah. And you're like, motherfucker. It happens. Just- it's, it, because it makes you feel better about what you would have done. Like, I know, uh, this uh, a couple of my coworkers. They have um, a journalism school teacher who uh, went to Hawaii. Uh, him and his wife, and they got brain-eating parasites. Oh, the rat lung. That's the one. Yeah, I saw that. The yeah, news, yeah. So, um, so they the, these parasites be eating their brains. Uh-huh. Um, and Whoa. and the first thing I did was go. 
where in Hawaii? <laughs> right. And like, how I did they got that? How did you get that? And they're like, oh, they were eating um, fruit or raw snails. And I was like, well, there's your problem right there. <laughs> right. I don't eat fruit. I don't eat raw snails. That's and that's why. Because you know, you never know what kind of cancers or what kind of fucking parasites you can get. I like, you need to find an excuse for why you're better than the person who's complaining. Right. For why it wouldn't have happened to it you. It wouldn't have happened yeah. to you. I read the news for reasons that I'd be fine. Yeah. And by the way, he shouldn't have been eating no raw snails. Who does that? So are we going to call that Wahlberging now? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Why? Because he's he, he says, like, if, if I was on that plane, 9-11 would have never happened. <laughs> Does he really? <laughs> oh, it's called rat lungworm, which is probably, like, the worst-sounding parasite oh, that you could ever get. Lord. Yeah. Apparently, but, like, yeah. That, happens, that happens in, like, in even the smallest increments and the most minor complaints. Like, yeah. you, can tr- you can try to do, like, oh, you cut into an avocado, and it's got, like, it's a little brown, and you got, like, the stringy things on the inside. Uh-huh. And if you, like, try to tell a joke about, like, how, like, avocados are ripe for a very brief window, you're going to get responses being, like, yeah, you have to wait until the, like they're appropriately like, like no, I know when an avocado is ripe. Let me do a fucking bit. Yeah, yeah. you fucking Monday morning avocado cutters. <laughs> yeah, it's just people are well, people are monsters. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, like ooh, I I see your joke and I see that it's about a problem. How about? Instead of me laughing, I'm just gonna like tell you like how you can solve the problem. Yeah, that's oh, the thing. These people are uh, uh, a joke. You're just like you, I'm not really a problems guy. I'm a solutions guy. <laughs> and let me help you out. And it's like, dude, uh, the take my wife joke was just a joke. I actually love my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> the, the whole time he was talking, I was like, I'll eat fucked up avocados though. I don't care. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not too brown and stringy. So, ostensibly... <laughs> See, that's how you're going to get a goddamn uh, the rat lungworm. I'll be worm. fine, dude. No, I'm tough. I got a strong mentality. Well, it's going to Avocado's eat. not going to take me down. Well, that rat lungworm will do. It'll be inside that avocado. And then I'll be like, See? Shouldn't have been... You should have waited till Monday or whatever the fuck <laughs> these guys are talking about. So, ostensibly, this week's content, I, uh, I wanted to read this story about Tommy Lee Jones. Because I think it's like... One of the best uh, celebrity uh, this stories. The, this is the third um, Tommy Lee Jones story in the least, like in the last six weeks. Yeah. I just want to point that out. I don't know where this came from. Apparently, it's from sort of some sort of book or something. I don't know. Someone fucking tweeted it, and I didn't do any fact checking because I I don't want this to not be true. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Carrey is an acquired taste, one that Tommy Lee Jones never acquired. <laughs> Are we about to talk about uh, Batman yeah. Forever? Carrie learned that the hard way when the pair got together to shoot the 1995 film Batman Forever. The night before a big scene, both actors happened to be at the same restaurant, so the comedian went over to say hello. Here's what happened next, according to his 2014 interview with Howard Stern. <laughs> the blood drained from his face in such a way that I realized that I had become the face of his pain or something. And he got up, kind of shaking, and hugged me and said, I hate you. I really don't like you. And I was like, wow, okay, what's going on, man? And he said, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the best true grit line that wasn't a true grit line. Like, that's better than any line. In... I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> yeah. That is incredible. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's so great. And we, I mean, we had that, uh, someone emailed with a couple of Tommy Lee Jones. And I like that he's a dick, yeah. but he knows he's a dick, which kind, of, which kind of makes it okay that he's a dick in a way. That's so fucking what, funny. He's what, on brand. 
I yeah. walked. I walked out of the only movie, or one of the the first movie I ever walked out of was um, uh, Lemony Snicket's. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Series of unfortunate events. I didn't think and that one was that bad. I just it was that exact line was the thing. It was I came in there and I as soon as he showed up, I was just like. In, in in fewer words, was like, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> this is too much. It was too much. I realized I had grown. It's because I was in college and I saw it alone. I don't even know why. I was just bored. I was like, well, I'll alone? See the, I'll Let's see go the, see Lemony Snickets. I'll see the new Jim Carrey movie. You know, but you can't, you can't rewind the clock. You can't get that time back. You can't get that love back for Jim Carrey the way that did I Jim thought Did Jim Carrey it. change or did we change? I think we changed and Jim Carrey stayed we the changed. same for a while. Yeah. But I think Jim Carrey grew a little bit. In in the early 90s, Jim Carrey was probably the funniest oh, man alive. Oh, he was God. I remember when Schindler's, oh, yeah. when Schindler's List won Best Picture, I was like, you know what should have won? Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people still feel that way. I still feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mostly because the Holocaust is a hoax. Yeah, what what Robin what Robin Williams was to like the late seventies, early eighties, that was uh, that was Jim Carrey of the, like the early to mid nineties. Did you like the Truman Show? I did like the Truman Show. I love that. I saw it was that. Fine. I saw it. It was. I did. I saw it when I was too young, and it completely fucked me up. Like yeah. I spent many years of my childhood being like, "But maybe, yeah, everyone's watching." Yeah, yeah. I realized very quickly uh, after seeing that movie and having people talk about that movie in a certain way that that the whole world. We're all just narcissists yeah. <laughs> because we all were like, you know, that is what my life feels like. It's almost like the world revolves around <laughs> yeah. me. How yeah. much better is it now, too, with social media? Because it really kind of really does. Like, yeah. oh, it's a reality show yeah. that I'm putting out for everyone. Uh, yeah, we're all living our you own reality have a shows. Good director. If you're a paranoid <laughs> schizophrenic, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to bring up either the Truman Show or the Matrix, possibly both. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Good point. <laughs> So I was like, oh, dude, it's all connected, man. It feels like I just took the blue pill. Yeah. But in a way, it's the red pill, by the way. Oh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Don't you know it? You take the red pill. That's how you get out of the matrix. Mm. And then you see what the, do you see the you real world? You take the blue pill if you want to get a hard on. You take, right. If you want to get a hard on. And that's why you take both. Roll out of the matrix with a hard yeah, on. Yeah. We call that a speed ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take blue pill and red pill at the same time. <laughs> Uh, Matt, I forget what you had a celebrity encounter you wanted to uh, bring up. I can't remember what it was now, though. I've had a couple. I think I feel like I've told this one on in some medium at some point. But uh, I did see Owen Wilson um, uh, years and years ago. At uh, there was this art installation in Central Park called The Gates. Mm-hmm. It was like these big oh, like uh, uh, Chris Christoph. Is that is that what that guy's? Yeah, 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 these yeah. big orange uh, like flag gates throughout throughout the the park and uh owen wilson was there in, a, in an la dodgers hat with an elderly gentleman and he's like and I, I remember word for word him saying like damn look at that it's art and i was just like yeah, yeah man it- so that's what art is yeah wow we're at- and it was, I was like, man, wow, he is. That range is his. He owns that <laughs> it's weird because it's like you, you don't like you don't want to assume an actor is is their characters, but like they're gonna be. They can only react mm-hmm. in 
in them like they're always going to be a big part of it you know what i mean sure oh yeah they're always going to sound like what you know that they sound like except for daniel day lewis yeah or uh john lithgow yeah or um paul giamatti (laughs) or the guy who plays house because he's Uh british Uh house j j edgar house Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. hugh laurie hugh laurie that's it that's correct that's the one we were at uh always offering solutions (laughs) you know we're doing a bit We were, we saw it's called house music. Uh-huh, exactly. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full house. Okay. No bit. <laughs> we saw David Arquette on a Sundance shuttle, and it was like it was like one in the morning, and he was clearly drunk and tr- trying to figure out how to get back to his condo, and then uh, it just turned into like a, a conversation about about wives and 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 someone in our group had just gotten married or something and uh david arquette's like oh yeah i was married for like 13 13 good years blah 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 and there you know it was like a a classic uh take my wife please dude conversation but then at the same time you're like oh you're talking about fucking monica from friends yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i my friend's band was on tour with modest yahoo oh my god that's actually kind of rad that guy seems like the big i've always i've always had a deep-seated hatred for modest yahoo Uh, yeah but that's anti-semitism no i think it's i think it's like he is uh, a filthy jew it's the the socal like fake um, Mm -hmm. fake world like anything that's like super he was like the apotheosis of like fake worldliness Uh uh-huh right yeah well, yeah. he went to birthright, and it really got to him. I mean, <laughs> did he? Wasn't he? Free, didn't he grow up in Israel? Not from. I think he grew up in like White Plains, New York, and he, he oh, wasn't. I thought he, I thought he wasn't he was his, actually. His name Israeli. is Matthew Miller. Yeah, his name is Matthew Miller. Uh, he wasn't Hasidic until he took a, a trip to Israel that changed his life. I think it was birthright. Oh. Um, and uh, and he's not Hasidic anymore. He's oh really? No, he's not. Yeah, not no, he's he shaved back. his face. He's actually a good-looking dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, I asked I asked one of the guys who was on the tour with him, like, you know, what what caused the change, and he was like, "Yeah, I think uh, he got drawn back into worldly pleasures." Yeah, <laughs> of course, like, yeah, he's a fucking rock star. Yeah, that'll happen. Which so is like, it's, pleasure. it's really it's 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 way worse if you're gonna you can't be between both worlds. If you're wearing a fucking like the whole Hasidic thing, please don't let a groupie suck your dick because it looks evil. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like, like it looks way more sinister. You can't get on your sideburns. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you're, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're, it's, you're just. It's really, it's a weird. The whole like ultra orthodox is so weird. Like they, yeah. I mean, I guess the Old Testament God is is kind of a dick. So it, it makes yeah, but that shit makes isn't sense. fucking so, Old but, Testament shit. But that their, shit is was made up in like the 1880s. But like they, like their whole spiel seems like they're gonna get into heaven on like a weird technicality where they're right. like, well, God, um, God said uh, not to shave the sides of your face. So obviously, I grew like seven feet of uh yeah. of hair on the sides of my head, and uh, um, and I've yeah. been wearing. We, They've been wearing black since the Romans uh, conquered Jerusalem. Yeah, two thousand years. How fucking long are you gonna wear black? I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I read that the the Hasidic thing um, is like started not that long ago, like a couple hundred years ago. It started like it was supposed to like go backwards. Like let's do what we did. Any any religion that that tells you you have to dress a certain way, it's always it's always they pick like a random time period, right? Exactly. Like the weird Mormon, um, right? The fundamentalist. 
uh, LDS where they just randomly dress like pioneer women. I was like, well, that's what uh, that's what Joseph Smith did. So obviously, like they had the they had the style that God wanted. So yeah, I hope they just a... happen to have the style in the exact <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, I, I can't wait till there's a religion that feels like God was really most present in the '80s. And they're like, you got to wear teal jackets, man. Yeah. You got teal jackets, pumps. Like it's important. We wear members only. Sorry. So so the modest... we got scrunchies and leg warmers. Oh, like 2001. They're just rolling around in puka shells with like their, their tips frosted. I don't know, man. That's what God wants. God really wants me to wear this corn. So God really fucking likes corn. So I was at this this show with Modest Yahoo. I was like running a merch table, and uh, <laughs> anyway, did you guys know I did that? Right, I did a whole tour as a I merch didn't know dude. that, but it's very on brand. Yeah, I did a Super whole tour as a merch dude for like a. It's kind called of like a merch reggae, bitch. You like, know it, California. <laughs> yeah, it's called merch bitch. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm standing at the merch table, and apparently, I believe it was David Arquette came in because he heard like Modest Yahoo was going to be there, and he was like a fan. And he like walked in, and the dude at Modest's table was like, "Oh, dude, he came in to see you." And it was like at the point in the night, I think Modest Yahoo had been drinking and decided to just like keep the show rolling. Um. It was like bringing people up on stage and just being <laughs> loose. And then apparently, according to the dude who was running his table, David Arquette like walked in, checked it out for a little while, got freaked out, and just left. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, I think Modest was excited, and then he ran the show a little long." <laughs> <sighs> Did yeah. I ever? We're talking about celebrity encounters. Did I ever talk about my sister? She worked at like a DVD store. Yeah, tell and, me about and, your sister. And, and listen, I didn't. Can you not? She, she worked at a DVD store. She was in the videos. Dude, dude, <laughs> is my twin sister you're talking about? All right, we have a special she connection. Tall? She's she's like five nine. She's tall. She's got a very nice figure. Hey. Five nine's tall. All right. <laughs> hey, this is my sister. We have a special connection. When she comes, I come. All right. When she has pain. Is her skin flaky? Her skin is actually quite nice. She got good, smooth skin. She she didn't get that part. She also has nice, flowing blonde hair. She got the Irish features. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, (laughs) Danzig uh, came in. Oh, yes. I told you. No, I haven't. No, but I just... I like all Danzig stories automatically. uh, Because Danzig moved into our neighborhood, uh, into my parents' neighborhood, when when, right when I went off to college. All of a sudden, Danzig moved into the hood. Uh Uh, And... uh, um, which I was really excited about. Um, <laughs> mother, uh, yeah, he he met my mother. Well, he yeah. did, and uh, and uh, he liked he liked our dog Juno, um, who was a beautiful Alaskan Malamute. Rest Preg- in peace. A pregnant dog who had to have a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she gave it up for adoption. She was really really like snarky. Yeah, um, and then she <laughs> fucked Jason Bateman's dog. Um, no, and then so uh, Danzig came into the DVD st- store she was working at with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend <laughs> had gigantic fake tits and was wearing a Danzig shirt <laughs> <laughs> next to Danzig, which has got to be embarrassing. Yeah. I, like, there's no way Danzig feels good about that, you know? Oh, I think he does. You think so? Oh, yeah, oh, I, I bet I he made... feels just fine. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I, you I, might be right. Guys in bands will do stuff where they're like, oh, dude, yeah, those tits and that shirt's going to sell a ton of those shirts yeah yeah that's <laughs> true people they, know they are thinking about it capitalistically buy the shirt um so i didn't get to see fast and the furious 8 but it's coming out this week i'm very and uh i'm very excited oh, wait wait before we before we do this oh. can i can i tell can i tell one more uh, please, please i feel do. i feel it's transitioning away from celebrities no no let's, <laughs> and I, let's transition I like- back I, I feel like there's um, there's I have one story that's that's germane to this uh, to your audience. Oh, um, 
so I went to I went to a Super Bowl party uh, uh, a couple of years ago when it was in New York City, the uh, Super Bowl Forty Eight, when it was the Seahawks and Broncos, and uh, it was uh, it was one of the like the fancier, nicer ones. Um, and I uh, I saw Macklemore there. He's a fellow Seahawks fan. I, I did say <laughs> go Hawks to him, and and he said yes, sir. So we like. Macklemore, like I have, I have no beef with him. Um, <laughs> but 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 that was that was uh, also as I got drunker throughout the night, I uh, I saw Aaron Rodgers, who is um, beloved by my wife's entire family because. Uh, my- well, we lost uh, <laughs> the last half hour of whatever recording. I haven't done that in a while. That's so sad. So. Um- for those of you who are like, hey, what happened? They were just like laughing and having a good time, and now they sound different. Um, it, was, it was 30 minutes of uninterrupted, just mad offered, just bombs. I was just oh, yeah. killing it. Yeah. I can't believe you lost it. Just throwing darts out there, man. Yeah. Like a oh, kid. man. I was crushing. It was should have been crazy. It should have been a Netflix stand-up special, I'll be it, honest. It was weird how many jokes you did about how you how you, how much you hated trans people, though. <laughs> and and I, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not trying to censor you, Matt, but I, I did think it was a little problematic. Mm. It just, I mean, like, I saw how well it worked for Dave Chappelle. I figured, like, yeah. you know, why not me? Yeah, he's yeah. a big star. What, what's he got that I don't? Yeah. yeah. We could go back to our discussion of Big Little Lies, because I feel like we had a lot of thoughts <laughs> Yeah, it was mostly about Big Little Lies. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, what can we say that we didn't already say into the void? Uh, I, well, <laughs> I will point out that uh, I'm I'm still two episodes from the end, and this whole time that I've been watching it, it's been just good and like it's been infuriating and compelling in equal measure. Mm-hmm. Like not quite a hate watch like uh, like the newsroom because that was just pure hate. Uh-huh. This is more like there's legitimate there's a legitimate enjoyment to go along with the hate. But every time it cuts to the the like chorus of of townspeople, I shout at the TV because I don't feel like I need that guiding me through the show. Here's the thing. Yeah, I... uh, that's it. Sounds to me, Vince, that like you hate everything that I hate about it, and and. To... I just finished the show two nights ago, and I loved it. Like, I I didn't really like it for a long time. Like, after I watched the first episode, I wasn't even sure that I wanted to keep watching the show at all. And only after the show finished and I saw people being like, that was great. I was mm-hmm. like, ugh. All right. And I said to my wife uh, <laughs> that she'd give it another try. And uh, I found none of the characters very likable or like not enough characters likable certainly uh but they did such a nice job of tying it up and i was like i was kicking myself for not real for not like figuring out the ending uh, mm-hmm. ahead of time it's a it's a very satisfying conclusion um, i don't i don't know what it is um about likability uh that i just have never get i you never you know gave is? a shit about liking you know it characters it, it's not likability mm. it's it's the combination of of unlikable and unbelievable mm. like if you have a an unlikable character that's believable then fine who's, who's unbelievable in that show Lori dern it does not is not believable See, to that's, me uh, and like her and reese witherspoon both do things where they're like mm-hmm. they're trying to destroy each other and it's like it's so over the top that it's it doesn't feel like i don't buy it like it feels like a I, producer being like oh they need to it's just, we need some more dynasty shit in this i so, bought into it so hard so i find 
found I found the characters realistic enough. I found that like people of uh, wealth and privilege uh, who were too into their kids would act insanely like that. Mm-hmm. I just like they didn't have redeeming qualities. Like movies, like, or sorry, uh, shows like Game of Thrones have like characters who are like blatantly evil that I root for yeah. because they're they're evil in a likable way. Mm-hmm. You know what and, it is? Like Tywin Lannister is ruthless, but he does things that make a hundred percent sense. But I feel like this show, because it so clearly is a miniseries, it's kinda like this like long movie where I, I'm I'm in it for the resolution. I'm in it for the entire story. Yeah, and I mean, and that's why I'm still the story watching. is compelling enough to me that um that I just keep watching, and not not only is it compelling, but it's super entertaining to me. And I don't really know why. Something about the drama of it, the acting is obviously really good, but just like, um, like I'm sitting there and I'm going like, who's who's fucking who died? Yeah, and and I want to know if all these ladies I, tore each other apart. I want to. I like. I want to split the difference between Matt and Vince right now uh-huh. because like I. I I like I'm right with Matt. I like the the acting is so good, mm-hmm. but like the the cutaways to like the the gossipy townspeople are so annoying and and feel like like I I just want to like the actors are so good. Let them tell the story. Get rid of all the like the heavy handed uh, 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 direction yeah. and the the choppy uh, the choppy <clears throat> storytelling. Like I want like. I, I want some of the machinery pulled away so that the, the actors can tell the compelling story so uh, with their talent. I just it thought it was the, such a good device. It, I was it, super into it. it I was it like, keeps, this is good because you know something's going to happen. This is in the future. I don't know. Not, I'm, also, I'm a I very dis- simple person. It's not because I dislike it. It just feels like it, it's trying to sell. It's constantly trying to sell me on a thing that I've already bought. Yeah. Well, I'm like, dude, I'm I'm into the story. You don't need to give me the Cliff's notes every five minutes. Like, I'm fucking into this. Yeah. Like, that's a good thing about, like, Better Call Saul. Like, mm-hmm. that shit is, like, they will go, like, 20 minutes without fucking anything happening. Because yeah, they, yeah. know, they know you're on board. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed... Yeah, I enjoyed all that. The cut, cutting back to people. Well, here's the thing. It's not that I always enjoyed it, but it, I kind of like let it. I just let it go. It doesn't annoy me in any sense. Oh, it just I'm, re- yeah, I'm yelling at the TV every time when they're like, "It just reminds not me." Just helicopter parents. These are kamikaze parents. I'm like, yeah. I just watched that scene. I don't need a dickhead trying to sell it to me right after. But also, I'm looking so for, at it for like exposition. Like maybe they're gonna give me a little secret. So but I, they don't give they me any secret. They don't. Yeah. But I, I keep coming back for more. Happens, and yeah. like they do it worse than what the show just did i like it i also like things that i don't relate to like yeah uh, I, loved, I mean i like that part of i it. love downton abbey i have never lived uh as a lord or as a servant <laughs> but it's you've just, never written a strongly worded letter i've never written a strongly worded letter i have never had someone overhear your conversation uh, with I've, the help i've never died of spanish flu <laughs> like all these things i haven't done but and I, you know what i also this is i think Back to talking about crashing, which I hope we didn't delete the part about crashing. Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> okay, we talked about I'm 90% crashing. 90% sure we did. Um, but uh, 
like the shit i realize that i i don't very much show i don't like shows that are about la or about uh you know um comedy or yeah. about i mean you, you get jealous of the characters it's, it's not just it's not just getting like 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 resentful of the characters but it's also number one because i'm looking at it and I'm going oh actually it's not like that i mean maybe yeah. it's like it's like being a lawyer and watching a procedural yeah you know and, 100%. and you're just like this is not how fucking lawyering works like right. for me the, watching, i can't fall asleep like i listen to things to fall asleep but i can't yeah. fall asleep to stand up right exactly no yeah oh god jesus uh, just thinking about that makes me mad but um but i like shit that has nothing to do with me yeah. or 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 is set in a world that i don't live in mm-hmm. and and uh, oh fucking period pieces i love, I love period oh, pieces. Someone... anything where people are dressing up in big old costumes Dude, i'm like yes. you're you're into the white people with feel- feelings well, as long as they got cool costumes, dude. If white people have feelings and costumes, my dick is already hard. Yeah. it's like <laughs> I'm into it. I I, um, I just so, like things that are not about like uh, I don't know. I just I, don't like I like dramas. I was reading some like cracked article about bad directors and like the one thing that they do well. And mm-hmm. they had um, they posted the clip of from Watchmen, mm-hmm. like the intro to Watchmen while uh, while Bob Dylan's playing, and, and it's mm-hmm. got like all the historical events like yeah. in slow motion but like the watchmen are there yeah oh my god i could have watched like seven fucking hours of like the recreation of the kennedy assassination yeah. but the comedian was oh i loved it so uh, much yeah, I loved that's that. like my favorite thing yeah ever. that was fucking great oh, so good yeah what, what were they saying they were saying that was bad no they were saying like that's the one the one thing that Zack snyder does well is like a uh, wordless exposition oh yeah and like yeah, if yeah. you watch that like the credit yeah. seek the credit sequence of watchmen it's is fucking great so fucking uh, good yeah. and it, it's like by far the the best thing that Zack Snyder's ever done. Yeah, the whole movie I, I really like. I, I did too. I, I didn't like the end where it like came down to to face punching, but I like most of that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, um, <sighs> Big Little Lies. But yeah, Laura Dern when she's she's having the freak out over her daughter getting bit. Where I'm like, all right, kids, fucking do. Yeah, Are you really gonna have a freak out because your daughter got a bruise on the playground? I, I saw that off. as real. Yeah. I, I saw that real yeah. as fuck. As, it wasn't just a bruise. It was like uh, she was strangled. No, I mean, she got bit, dude. She got a bite on the shoulder. Well, she got a bite on the shoulder. Before that, she got like fucking uh, a huge ass bruise on her neck. Like she's worried for her kid. I see and that as completely. Like, are you gonna Are you gonna control your daughter or your son? I mean, like, come it's, on. it's 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 weird. Uh, but I I saw it as totally believable. It's I found like, that believable too. There's some. There's some fucking like, crazy it's just parents. So shrill. Where I'm like, it oh, okay. oh, I saw a lot of hot takes where it was like, male critics dismiss uh, Big Little Lies as soap opera. Soap opera. Opera E. Why? Because it's about uh, domestic violence and and women's issues. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think no, because I think they so- called it soap opera because it's blatantly soap opera. Yeah, no, it was a soap opera. Yeah. I mean, it was it was about uh, it's a soap opera to me just means like uh, suburbia and uh, a lot of uh, people like, trying to destroy each other to a ridiculous yeah, degree. Yeah, people trying to destroy like push each other down elevator shafts and and fucking like, like how many times have you tried to destroy uh, someone? Anyone. In, yeah, yeah, in your life. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna destroy that person. Yeah, other than Nick from elementary school, I can't think of anyone. <laughs> Nick the bitch. Nick the bitch, dude. <laughs> Get me arrested. Um, <laughs> I gotta go. 
All right. We recorded all the, the good parts. Well, I'm sorry, audience. Uh, you missed a lot of the good parts of that, but, uh, but I, I fucked up, and it can't be helped. Well, you and Alfred are still here. You guys can go yeah. a little bit longer. Oh, rap. Sure, sure. Yeah. I got to pee really bad. I got to take a shit first. Okay. So uh, you want me to... Should I, do I have to monologue? <laughs> no, no, I'll stay here. We'll, we'll do we'll do ten more minutes. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye, Matt. Is that the only is that the the only current show that you're uh, staying up with? Uh, I mean, I caught an episode of Halpern's show Powerless the yeah, other yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, me too. It was fine. I got a couple laughs out of yeah, it. Yeah, I like I, it. I, I thought that the the like I dropped in on the sixth episode of season one. And I got a clear picture of who all the characters were. I got like, I, I laughed out loud like more more than like, I don't know, probably between three and five times, which is like a good sitcom. For if me. I could, like, if I could separate it from the networky, the inherent like networkiness of yeah, it. Yeah, you don't like those network. Sitcoms. Oh, I can't, I can't, because it's uh, it's just. I don't know, Vanessa Hudgens. They try to make her into like the spunky, the classic like super sitcom um well i mean like she's trying to be like leslie nope and it's like i've watched leslie nope you madam <laughs> i know leslie nope yeah um I, I don't know how you feel about girls but uh i thought it's been pretty damn good this season so it's uh, if uh, this ties into the crashing uh conversation that is into the void but like while you guys were talking about crashing, I was thinking about the first season of Girls uh-huh. because what pissed me off. Like so, I watched the yeah, I watched the first season of Girls, and like I couldn't stay with it because I was driven insane by how like all of Hannah's that's that's her that's Lena Dunham's name yeah, on the show, yeah. right? All of Hannah's friends were like, "You're such a great writer," but like <laughs> Hannah doesn't spend any time writing, right? Like, she right. And not that like it's not like writing is a compelling thing to show on screen, and yeah. like. But, like, there's no evidence of her having any talent or willingness to work. And, like, you know, you and I, like, both, like, grinded. And, like, you're still grinding. I grind a little less now these days. But, like, you and I grinded just to, like, get by as working writers for so long. Mm -hmm. And to see, like like hannah being all crying about like oh, i need help and like like <laughs> going to her parents like one or two episodes into the series i was like fuck this girl i can't <laughs> like it, it ties into like the worst aspects of big little lies where it's like right. I, like i don't know i don't like any any of these people on the show and, i can't like anybody and good writers I'm rarely not. have interesting lives yeah but you true. you probably jumped out before like elijah became a, a good yes. character and yeah i was like i was would like watch the... i would watch like the elijah adam and ray show from girls any day like they're elijah's like the best my probably my favorite character on any tv is show the, is he the tall sarcastic guy he's the gay he's like the gay um like him and him and hannah uh, were like engaged and then he and then he was gay and now he's like uh, and now he's like a super bitchy gay guy who like uh just basically calls them out on their shit the entire time. All right. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty great. I also like, I, I don't want to get into Lena Dunham hate, but like, I am one of those people that like, I just, I get too upset just looking at her <laughs> and, and I don't, like, she's I know so it's not good, original. Though. She's so I mean, I, she's so good on that show. Like I understand, I understand I, the un- inherent, like unrealisticness of it, but she's really good at playing that character. I believe it, and I think that, like, if anything, if I enjoyed the show, I'd end up hating Lena Dunham even more. 
<laughs> yeah. And I don't I don't think that's healthy for me or for her. And I, I don't want to make it a thing. Like I don't I'm not like on I'm not tweeting about Lena Dunham. She just I just like I'm better off with without her in my life. And and yeah. like she can do whatever she wants. I'm not gonna make fun of her. I don't want any part of it. I think that's but I'm happy uh, I'm happy you enjoyed the show. Guys. I think that's my favorite thing that Judd Apatow's done, actually. Like I like he like it's the one it's the one Judd Apatow product where there's not um excessive uh, celebrity cameos that are that are like funny because it's a celebrity and and it doesn't um like i think judd apatow does some really compelling shit but he has this he has like this stand-ups um cadence in his head where it's like oh i've gone five minutes without like a, a shit joke and i think girls is like one of the few things where they're like oh we can just let this be weird for a little bit we don't have to yeah. go and do like an easy punchline right away that's I agree. I I really enjoyed funny people. I just wish that it had been about forty minutes shorter. Yeah. Oh yeah. All of his all of his stuff is is like twenty five minutes too long. Even yeah. Even the good stuff. And uh, uh, what there's the uh, there's that YouTube video. I think it's uh, every frame a painting uh-huh. that like talks about uh, comedy and film, and and it talks about who's your who's the director that. It talks about like how Edgar Wright like directs like like uses the medium in order to help tell jokes. Yeah, and like basically like like along the way he points out like how bad Apatow is at doing it. Like <laughs> yeah. he uses funny people saying funny lines, but he like as a director he's like really bad at it. Right. Well, uh, it's the uh, kind of a it's like the comedy version of of like La La Land versus Chicago or something where like there's these, there's these big musicals where they do a, a big numbers and they sort of put the camera anywhere and they're like, Oh, just film them doing this big number. Whereas if you watch La La Land, it's like they're all, they're performing for the camera specifically. Yes. Like it's all, yes. it's all part of the construction of the medium they're doing. They're not trying to like a lot of times, you know, Judd, Judd Apatow kind of just like sticks the camera somewhere and then lets the funny happen in front of it. It's not. Yeah, because he's like, he thinks felt like a stand up background. You yeah. don't need to have like cool camera shots to make stand up work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other. I just I started watching uh, the Better Call Saul again, but uh, I think I need to watch the, the last episode because I, I jumped back in and they did like no. They did no. Um, exposition of what just happened and now i'm like lost yeah lost is another television show <laughs> that that <laughs> it is that it is uh i but my first memory of using twitter and i know that i was on like well before then but the like my first memory uh like the first time that like twitter was memorable to me was when like i live tweeted spoilers of the like the the finale <laughs> and like people <laughs> yeah. were just like up in arms and unfollowing me and i was just like yeah, it appears to have been in their head the entire time. I mean, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> hey, what, West Coast spoilers. Uh, I don't care. I like um, the show. The, yeah, the, I like how the no spoiler army has only gotten worse since then. I I just don't understand it. I don't under, like, I I don't understand, understand it a little bit, but I don't understand when you get when they get up in arms about it. Like you're, it's, it's, it's like it's like getting into. Uh, a minor car accident like it's an annoyance uh that uh that messes up your day a little bit but like don't fucking call the cops just just trade information and like you know work it out without getting the authorities involved you know like it, it it's 
it, it doesn't need to be something you get up in arms about. Like yeah. I, I get upset when, as a as a Game of Thrones writer, when people are like potential spoiler warning <laughs> talking about a fan theory yeah, we're like right. we don't know that this is actually what happens but if we're right about this theory it will be a spoiler mm-hmm. and i'm like fuck you yeah. fuck you that is so ridiculous i desperately want to predict what's happening in this show but god forbid someone predicts something that turns out to be true <laughs> get get all the way the fuck out of here i, I don't i don't get that at all no um, yeah, yeah uh, that's about uh, TV. Like, is for me, like, it's live sporting events, and um, I just watched like uh, I'll watch like the first forty-five minutes of Saturday Night Live on like I, Monday evening. Yeah, um, I, I know that, that it's time. available online, and I could watch it online too. But like, no, nah, it's on my DVR. I'll just pull it up, and wife and I will watch it during dinner. Um, someone asked me about book recommendations in the emails. Uh, have you read, uh, the perfect pass yet? I have not. What is the perfect pass about? Um, so there's this historian that I like SC Gwynn who wrote also wrote empire of the summer moon, which is, uh, also really good. Um, and he wrote sort of, uh, it's sort of like Moneyball, but it's about, um, what is this guy's name? Mummy, uh, how mummy. And oh, so, Hal Mummy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the orchestrator of the air raid offense. Yeah, yeah, so it's basically about the air raid offense. And, uh, uh, okay, I've and heard about such this a, book. And it's yeah, a yeah. great book, but I like, I only, like, I like football, but I'm not so deep into it that I know uh, how all the offenses uh, work and, and, and things like that. But uh, yeah. that's, that's a really good one. And I was, uh, like, I was like reading it and trying to. Uh, Trying to imagine what someone who knows more about football than, than than me would think about it. I definitely have like uh, football nerd, uh, or as they're called in the sports world, fans <laughs> yeah. uh, who uh, who have been into that and are like are like geeks for how mummy and that whole like you know the the progressive coaches who move the game forward mm-hmm. um, that are that are into that stuff. I I don't like sports books, which is I know the weird thing to say as someone who works in sports, but I find. Uh, I'll read like a longish article about sports, but like by the time I hit chapter two, I'm like, man, this is a lot of sports to read about. <laughs> right. And like, I could just watch some sports instead. I usually don't, but he's a, he's a really good sport storyteller. And then when I'm reading stuff like that, I'm, I'm um, like part of me is wondering if they're like overselling, like if, like I, I know Michael Lewis kind of got shit from baseball fans where they're like, Oh, if he's so so good why is the team losing this year and blah 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 and i was kind of wondering that while i was reading uh the perfect pass but then but then i was talking to spencer hall about it and he's like oh no that's a that's a great book and so now i feel justified in liking it as much as i do yeah spencer is like one of the smarter people working in sports he's a good dude um the book that i read and i and i mean that as in the book that i have read this year as (laughs) the only one and it might be the only book I read all year. It's really good. I might just like. Oh, when I say read, I mean I listen to because. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, audiobooks are legit. Like you're getting yeah. the information. You know, it's it's ending up in your brain. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. You know, doesn't matter if you blend up a burger, uh, and drink it. You're still getting a burger inside you. Yeah, I can I can read while I'm uh, while I'm walking my dog. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, it just won the Pulitzer Prize for fiction, uh, The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. Oh, is that um, good? It is phenomenal. And I say this as someone who uh, I don't really love, like, historical. Well, 
I do like I do like a lot of historical fiction, but like this is a book that tackled uh, a really difficult subject that would make a lot of people queasy. And there is and it's there's definitely like a lot of like violent acts in the book because it is about the Underground Railroad. <laughs> right. Um, but the way that Whitehead uh, writes about the violence, there is kind of a straightforwardness that disarms the uh, that that disarms kind of like the your knee-jerk reaction to uh, like be truly like it's it's horrifying, but he's so matter of fact about it that uh, it's it feels uh, appropriate in the the tapestry that he's created. Um, oh, you're going tapestry on me now? Yeah, man, I'm drop fucking tapestry <laughs> on you. About books, be all literary, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, and like what I read, uh, American Psycho. Uh, I just, I didn't finish it, uh, because I was having like these horrible, like violent dreams because <laughs> the violence was, it, it, the violence was just like, so like in detail and gratuitous. And I know that the gratuitousness was part of the, the concept of the book, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, this is a book that has a lot of that kind of violence, but it is telling a, a really, that there's like enough of a, a little glimmer of hope that makes it. Just it's just one of the best books I've read in years. I would recommend it to anyone. The Underground Railroad, check it out. And I like, I like, I like gratuity, so I'm into it. Yeah, man, check it. Cool. Oh, well, last thing that uh, that I'm consuming that that is actually like kind of uh, in the in the present uh, in the present zeitgeist of the internet is uh, uh, S Town or Shit Town oh, the yeah. podcast. And dude, it is. It kicks cereal's ass. Like cereal's <laughs> crap compared to shit town. Yeah, we talked about that last week, and uh, oh, sorry, I mean, I just it. like the first episode where he just sounds like a, a Zach Galifianakis character. I was oh. I was hooked from there to pretty much like the very end. I'm uh I'm in the middle of the last episode right now, so no spoilers, but I'm I'm loving it, and, and it gets like it's not just a you know true crime, like it's a southern gothic drama. Yeah. I love it, love it. It's great. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, anything... Sounds like you're making a summer salad, so I'll let you go do that. <laughs> oh, I gotta pee really bad. <laughs> well, you should probably do that before. <laughs> before <laughs> I make my before. salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything? Uh, anything we should know before we let go? Um, subscribe to SB Nation's YouTube channel. Check me out on Twitter at Matt Ufford. Um, yeah, and if you don't like Twitter, that's fine. You can Google Matt Ufford SB Nation. <laughs> That'll take you to my author page. You can you can RS that has an RSS feed. You can just subscribe to the things that I write and make. There you go. Yeah, fucking problem solved. Thanks for hanging out for so long. Hey man, uh, it was nice. Like we got to have a private conversation for yeah. part of the time. It's like everybody else. Thanks for eavesdropping. It's like we're still hanging out in our living room. I know. Just now, the living rooms are three thousand miles apart. <laughs> What a All shame. Right. All right, bro. Hey, have a good one. Thanks for having you me too. on. Later.